Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is April 14th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is In Awe by Holland. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Genesis. We are continuing reading the Holy Bible from the beginning. We are on chapter 6. And again, I have my New American Standard Bible that I am reading from. I'm going to incorporate Psalm 29.10 into this message. And in this message and in the next message, I will read from Matthew chapter 24, verses 37 through 41. This chapter it's it's going to talk about the corruption of mankind right before the flood and it's such an important chapter i hope that you listen to it because in this chapter god says that the heart of man was only evil continually can you imagine and he finds Righteous Noah, and he asked Noah to build this ark, and he saves only Noah, his wife, and his three sons and their wives out of all mankind. And we are at a time, of course, you all know, of such corruption. My mom and I are always talking about, gosh, Jesus must be getting so fed up that how could, how could he not return soon because of all of the corruption? There are many that are distraught and worried and afraid, but God says, do not fear, fear not. If we're ready, what do we have to be afraid of? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So we'll get into the chapter in just a moment, but I want us to first turn to Psalm 29.10. And I did a podcast on this, and I actually titled it, The Lord Sat as King at the flood and 2910 begins the Lord sat as king at the flood yes the Lord sits as king forever the Lord Jesus Christ the creator the creator of the heavens and the earth and everything in them. He's the creator. Before he came down to be born in the flesh, he created all things in the beginning and he sat as king at the flood. And God said that there was the every intent of the thoughts 
of the heart was only evil continually. He regretted creating creating mankind. But he kept Noah, his wife, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and their wives. So you and I could be born and to proclaim Jesus Christ to those in need of him. He saw ahead and he saw us. And he wanted us to be born so we could live with him in eternity. And he's still waiting on others. But this world is corrupt. Pick a side. There is no middle ground. You're either have your you either have your feet on level ground and you are on the narrow road that leads to heaven, believing in the Son. He is the only way, the truth and the life. Or you have your foot and your feet on the wide road that leads to destruction and eternal separation from the Lord. If you're out there and you've got one foot with the world and one foot with God, oh, pick a side. Choose today who you will serve. Do not serve both. Do not comply with the world and comply with God and mix it up. Okay, so now we will read from Genesis. The Corruption of Mankind Now it came about when men began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, that the sons of God saw that the, saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves, whomever they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, because he also is flesh. Nevertheless, his days shall be one hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, Oh, pause. So, God said when he created Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. And they multiplied. And daughters, of course, were born to them. But then the angels, the evil angels, saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they just picked and chose who they wanted. Whomever they chose, they had sex with them. And then the cross between the evil angel and the human was the Nephilim. I've done a study on the Nephilim. And throughout, uh, let's say Deuteronomy, Numbers, there are descendants of the Nephilim. 
So I believe in that verse where it says the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. God gets rid of the Nephilim at that point, but the angels, the evil angels, I believe continued on with their corruptness and continued to get with the, the human women because of, uh, I can't remember which message I did, but the Nephilim, there, there's the descendants of Nephilim down the road. And so they continue, I believe, to this day. And that's why we have so much corruption in the world. And so he says, my spirit will not strive with man forever. And he numbers the human years to 120 years. Now there are people, not many, that are older, that have lived older than 120. I don't know if you know anyone that's outlived the 120. But I have to assume that those perhaps you may agree, not agree, were Nephilim. Because when God says 120, I, I don't think he changed his mind for the human to live to 120. So let's continue, it says, and of course the sons of God are the angels. Angels. The good angels did not participate in this, just the evil angels. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of God came to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was evil continually. The Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in, oh my goodness guys, grieved in his heart. Pause. He was sorry that he had created man on the earth. Verse 7, the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals, to creeping things, and to the birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Pause. Out of everyone, this is profound, out of everyone, Noah was walking with the Lord and he kept his family, not his extended family, of course, just the wife, the three sons and their wives. He even got rid of 
multitudes, all of the animals except a male and female of each kind, of the animals and the creeping things and the birds. He got rid of everything except those that he instructed Noah to put in the ark. And for God, for God to be that mad, as I'm sure he's getting that way or is that way right now, seeing all of the horrifying ideas that mankind is coming up with. So let's continue. So we are at verse 9. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham and Japheth. Pause. These are the records of the generations of Noah. He wiped out everybody else because Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. He walked with God. He could have just taken Noah because we re read the same thing in regards to uh, Enoch who walked with God, and then he was not. God just took him into heaven alive. He could have did that with Noah, but no, he, he preserved mankind through Noah, and because of his love for us and his plan for salvation to send his one and only son to die on the cross for our sins once for all so we could have a way to be reconciled back to the Father and have our place with Him for eternity. Verse 11, Now the earth was corrupt in the sight of God, and the earth was filled with violence. God looked on the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all the flesh had corrupted their way upon the earth. Then God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them, and behold, I am about to destroy them with, with the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms, and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark in the side of it. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Behold, I, even I, am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life from under heaven. Everything that is on the earth shall perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. 
and of every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you they shall be male and female of the birds after their kind and of the animals after their kind of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive as for you take for yourself some of all the food which is edible and gather it to yourself and it shall be for food for you and for them thus noah did according to all that god had commanded him so he did pause that is the end of chapter six we'll get into chapter seven the flood next time Male and female, it has always been male and female. Either you're born a male or a female, all flesh can only procreate through a male and a female. Don't change who you are. Don't think that you can change who you are. No matter how much you think that you are of the opposite sex, you are not. Stop listening to the voice that will only cause you to be utterly, utterly depressed. You'll never be happy. Even if you're listening out there and you've gone through these changes, you are walking testimony that God has so worked in your heart and in your mind that you have now gone over to the narrow road and are on your way to to your eternity with with jesus christ who sat as king at the flood just because you've you've listened to the wrong voice and have changed your your uh, body does not mean that you cannot be saved you can be saved. So don't give up. You can be saved and you can live eternity with the Lord God Almighty. So he, cre he, he created male and female in the beginning. He saves a male and female of each kind. And, and that is how he that is how he saves mankind through Noah and his wife and sons and their wives. But you know what? It's gotten corrupt again, for sure, right? But through it, God has been gracious. He has waited and waited and waited. Some people have said, well, why didn't he just destroy everything? But that very person that asked that question would not have been born so we need to be grateful be grateful that he allowed thousands of years later for us to be born and to be able to follow him so this is what God did. He flooded the earth. 
and he also established a new covenant with Noah. The covenant of the rainbow, that rainbow is in the sky to remind us of the new beginning that he allowed through Noah and also that he would never flood the earth again. It's horrifying that the LGBTQ plus movement uses the rainbow as their flag. Horrifying. And one of the worst sins of the pride of life is also their emblem, their banner. Terrible. So, you know, in this passage, God describes to Noah how the ark shall be built. I was watching a documentary one time about the ark actually being, uh, it, it, it landed on uh, Mount Ariad or Ariad in Turkey. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but it is there and it's very well protected. No, they aren't, those Turkish people are not allowing people to see it. Why? Because to this day, they don't want people to believe in, in the one true God. So let's end in Matthew. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. We will begin at 37 where Jesus Christ, who is the Lord that sat as king at the flood. Yes, the Lord sits as king forever. He never changes. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same God. All right, begin at 37. Well, we'll start at 36. Let me change my note. I had a weird dream last night that somebody was somebody knew the day and the hour and they thought it was just going to be that that night. <laughs> I don't know where this dream came from because nobody knows the day or the hour, but in my dream for whatever reason, it's funny how I'm reading this that it was going to be that night and I don't know what night it was referring to, but it seemed real in my dream. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then there will be two men in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Pause. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. They were having a good old time. But remember when God instructs Noah to, build, to put the door and once that door was closed no one could come in absolutely no one they all perished and they all knew they all understood when they were being taken away in the flood 
the flood took them all away. And that's how it's going to be when Jesus returns, he says, as, as, is, as in the days of Noah. But note where he says, one will be left, one will be taken. I do believe that we, we will be caught up in the air. And another translation for caught up is rapture in the Greek or Hebrew. I can't remember which. Instead of God building an ark, because, you know, the covenant, the covenant signifies that he's not going to flood the earth ever again, but he does do away with the earth with fire. But when we see that covenant, we must remember that God flooded the earth, and that promise in the sky is that he's not going to flood the earth ever again. And there's not going to be that that ark and that door but what he's trying to say is the door will be closed shut for those that aren't ready and they'll be lord lord let me in let me in and they'll say depart from me i did not know you i was talking with a with a, a relative the other day about how there's the intellectual believer and then there's the one that believes in their heart everything that Jesus did for us. And even the devil and those fallen angels know who the Lord is, but they don't love him. The believer must believe in their heart and love him and want to spend time with him. It's an intentional commitment to follow him. I went over to my neighbor's house yesterday because she had be re she had been researching other avenues. Last April, actually, I was there at her house where the Lord instructed me to go to her house and to a couple other houses in the neighborhood. And the reason why he wanted me to go there is because she was exploring other avenues. She was exploring other ways, I should say, other ways into heaven. And uh, she was just sure that there had to be many ways into heaven. And one of those ways, she had said that a person could die and then be scrubbed clean as they, as they entered heaven. God would scrub them clean and then he would, everybody would be then clean. And go into heaven but as I was talking to her yesterday I was making sure that she still wasn't of that mindset and she said oh no I I believe in just him and I said because of those that believe that there are must be many other ways that God is a, a, a loving God and he would never let anybody perish in eternal fire and my question to those people is then why would he have sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins if he was going to scrub us clean in heaven. That is an evil mindset to think that after all that the Father did by sending his Son, because Jesus proceeds, he comes from the Father to be born. 
it is like stomping on him in that great act of love that he did for nothing, according to if people think there are many ways. Yes, we serve a loving God. But he had to come down from heaven to save us. Those that believe in him will have eternal life. But we must believe in the resurrection, that he resurrected from the dead, that he defeated death. Death is defeated. He has defeated death in our place. He has saved us. We have salvation through the King of Kings, the Lord who sat at the flood, is still and always will be the King forever. It was a powerful, it's a powerful testimony as we prayed over my neighbor yesterday. And she felt the spirit and fire of the Holy Spirit come into her, into her body. We literally felt it. And we asked her about it. And she said, I, I just felt like, like such an extreme heat. And we were like, praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit is now. Yeah, that's the baptism of the spirit and fire. And, and now we, 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 we prayed for a miracle for her. And I am going to keep you guys posted on this miracle. And also her husband, who's an atheist, he allowed us to pray over him. I told him to bring out his Bible because my husband had given him a Bible a year ago. I said, bring it out, read Romans, read Romans 10, 9, and rededicate your life to the Lord. And he did not say, no, I will not. He was not defiant. I believe that he is a lost sheep no more. And I'm going to keep you guys posted on that as well. God is working. He is bringing in his lost sheep. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.